Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, January 30th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I am TJ Walker. Nick Roush is here. Justin Kalen as well. He's our producer. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and we appreciate you starting your week with a little KRC. The winning shows just a, a lot more fun. You get a you get a more pep in your step, and unfortunately, we don't have that today. So it'll be more of a default to venting show, but that's all right. That's, it makes you appreciate the wins a, a little bit more. We've got a lot to get to on today's game. A wild playoff conference championship Sunday. We'll talk about that as well. And as always, we'll get to the Thornton's text line which is jam-packed from a newsworthy weekend, 502-414-1450. Stop at Thornton's Breakfast on the House for new Refresh and Rewards members. If you've already downloaded the app, it probably means you know how great Thornton's is. They're always giving away special deals. But if you're new, free breakfast sandwich, free breakfast drink, well, just any old drink, at Thornton's when you head in today. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your weekend? Um, uh... I'm doing all right, all things considered. Uh, I'm I'm not going to be one of those guys that only tells you when I make a winning bet. I'm going to tell you that I lost all of my bets this weekend. Big time loser over here. Uh, the only pick I had that worked out was in a parlay that we messed up. So you know what? It's um, uh, even though I was a big loser, I still had an okay weekend. Um, it just would have been more fun if we won. It just would have, TJ. You know how it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, Lexington, as you are well aware, was had that special buzz about it on Saturday. The atmosphere inside the arena was amazing. I didn't make it over to the football signing, but seeing the pictures and the coverage from that looked like it was just an incredible crowd. And it was, uh, it was just a letdown. Letdown that you didn't get to cap it off with the cherry on top, the most important part of the weekend a win over Kansas. UK comes up short. Uh, the Thornton's text line is going to bring up a lot of a lot of good points, some bad points, but it will get us plenty to talk about. We'll give our experiences of the game, uh, but we like to exchange pleasantries here to start. Scooter, how was your weekend? 
Uh, it was good. It was long. I uh, had a couple games this weekend, drove out to the country, out to my dad's. Um, so n- always nice to be back out there. By the way, so I had an instance on Friday night where I was driving from my game to my dad's out, out in the middle of the country, and it's me and this other car on this two-lane highway coming at each other. I put I dim my lights. This guy sees me dim my lights, and then he proceeds to flash his lights at me. And so I get mad. I guess I'm, I've gotten used to the city life a little bit. Get a little mad. I'm like, well, what, what in the heck? What's that all about, pal? Sure enough, I get right by my dad's road ready to turn in. There's a cop sitting there by the, by the church right there. So I'm like, man, this is it's so nice being back in the country where everybody's, where the folks are friendly. Palmyra, Indiana. Gotta love it. But yeah, overall, overall good weekend. Just wish I had more time to relax. Uh, the story of Scoot's life, just not, not enough time. You'll, you'll get headlight flashers in the city warning you about cops. I, I, I don't know. I see it uh, re- relatively frequently. I, I feel like anytime I see a light flash in the city, it's just because people are idiots, and there's like really no reason for it. I, ne- I rarely ever see a cop after someone flashes me in the city. So, yeah. When, it was, when it was you just see enough. a cop hiding out in the city, do you flash your lights at other people? I do, yeah, absolutely. Or a deer. That that's also the signal for if there's a deer in the road or, or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I normally the time in the south end. <laughs> I, I, I normally think if somebody's flashing their lights at me, that okay, probably means a cop. But it is just a universal like, hey, something's up. Some be be on the lookout. But that's good. Maybe saved you from a ticket. Although you shouldn't be speeding anyway, Scoots. Well, so the cop was actually past the road where I was going to turn, so he wouldn't have came and got me anyways. But, yeah, just weird. Like, you you don't ever see cops out in that area. And I was even telling my buddy, so after my game, I went and visited with one of my buddies whose house is on the way, and I was telling him, I was like, there's no cops out here. And then, sure enough, on my way to my dad's, there was a cop. It was crazy. Well, glad it worked out for you. Sounds like a nice weekend. Even it was if good, it- yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't have enough time, it did go by especially quick these these last few days. But back to the grind, and looks like it's going to be cold all week. Chief meteorologist, what do we have? Yeah, the super cold all week. Was looking at the weather yesterday. Not good, not happy. But guess what? Spring is coming, and I'm pumped. TJ, how was the game? How was your weekend? I want to know all about meteorologist just letting us down yet again. We're supposed to get some like pretty bad weather tonight. Are we shocked if some? If some schools are closed tomorrow, or at least that's what they're 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 saying. They're acting like that. That that's a possibility. Yeah, Scooch, you got to be on top of that if you're going to be chief meteorologist. Chief meteorologist didn't do any research this weekend. Have you ever spent any time with meteorologists, like out, just in 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 normal life? I guess I have. Yeah. Uh, I have not. Is that a thing? Are you all just friends with chief meteorologists? Well. I, I, when I was doing the the TV stuff, like when I would hang out with TV people, uh, and you end up powwowing a little bit, spending more time with uh, meteorologists. Uh, this one woman, she had four different weather apps on her phone that had, I mean, like it, it's 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 a way of life for a meteorologist. They aren't doing it just because they've got to work. Like they are tracking the weather all the time using their different models that's just this is how they live man they're all about the weather and scoots i think i think you need to embrace the weather lifestyle if you're going to take up that responsibility and be 
a, a guardian for the general public here on the Big X Sports Radio. Yeah, no, Roush, you're right. I, I went to a restaurant not too long ago, and oddly enough, the bartender was a meteorologist. I have no idea why he was bartending, but he was telling us how he was used to be a meteorologist out in Lexington, where I believe it was KYT, and then he had done some stuff with WDRB here in town, and he has his own like YouTube thing, but he was all about it, pulling up the models and... You've never seen somebody so excited when we brought up weather, and he was like, "Oh, you want to talk about the weather? Let's do it." <laughs> brought out all of his abs. It was crazy. Well, weird thing last night as I was like, you know, getting the house ready to to go to bed and letting the dog out for the final time in the evening, and I was like, I may as well go outside with him. I just kind of want to see what it feels like outside. Go outside, and I noticed there's like this red kind of it's a red glow isn't really the right word to use but i can't really think of anything better like a red hue in the skyline like you look off into the distance you see the night sky kind of where it meets the the landscape and there was just this red kind of tint if you will and it wasn't just in one area like i was kind of walking like doing a 360 for all the where where the the atmosphere, the sky meets the landscape. As I'm like looking around, it was pretty much everywhere. What I'd compare it to is like light pollution, where if you look in the distance of a city, but it's really far away, you don't see the skyscrapers or the lights, but you can kind of see, oh, it's a little brighter in that direction. But this was in every direction and it was red. It was like reddish and it was really weird. I tweeted it out there, got nothing but sarcastic responses, which I should have probably imagined yeah, having a pretty sarcastic yeah. Twitter account myself. So that was fine. But I would actually like a real answer about what it was. It, it, it also looked like maybe what you'd see the sky look like 20 minutes after the sun had gone down or like 45 minutes after the sun had gone down. But this was at 930, 945. The sun had had been down for you know nearly three hours. So Anybody know? Text on into the Thornton's text line. That was pretty weird. I'm glad you brought that up, TJ. So I'm colorblind, so it may or may not have been red for me, but I woke up at like, I guess it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I looked out my window, and it's like freaking daylight outside. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why is it so bright outside? Crazy. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You're the first person that's like been like, oh, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I, I confirm. Like, oh, I don't know. I took a picture of it. It didn't really do its justice. Uh, I mean, you can tell that it, the sky looks a little like brighter, but the way the camera did its flash or I hate iPhones when it does the little exposure, like countdown three, two, one. And it's like, keep the crosses aligned with one another really grinds my gears. But that's a conversation for a different day. Roush, did you have any idea what I'm talking about or no? Um, I, I did not notice it when I was outside uh briefly but i was also just trying to hustle to I, I did the thing we went over to a friend's to watch the games so i was trying to get kids in bed uh so i could watch second half so i was one one track mind uh, getting in and out of there very little uh lack of self-awareness well hopefully not an alien invasion they also found this like really weird sky formation above the skies in hawaii although they think that maybe it was like jet fuel for that. Uh, but that's, that's worth the old Twitter search as well. 
weird, weird stuff going on in our little crazy world. The weirdest being the terrible, terrible officiating in the AFC Championship Man, game last so night. Rash, you brought it up. Let's go ahead and walk over, talk about that. We'll get to the UK-Kansas game. And segment number two, because we care more about that. And sometimes in this first segment, it's kind of like we're dancing in the dark a little bit. But this football game... Thank goodness, first off, it was close. Just shout out to that, because after the NFC game and the divisional round last week, right. we needed some good football or one that came down to the wire. This one delivered, but unfortunately going to be remembered for questionable calls, correct calls, missed calls. The officials were the story late last evening. The, um, the last penalty that was called is the one that's going to get the most Talked about because it put it turned a 55-yard field goal into a 45-yarder that Butker uh, drilled pretty easily. But that wasn't like – like that penalty had to be called because, I mean, he was stepping out of bounds. It was just – you, you kind of had to call it. At least in my eyes, you did. The egregious part was the amount of – like they missed at least two holds on the Chiefs' offensive line on that play. I mean, it, it was so bad. Um, and – just the other stuff too. The, like, typically, uh, you, you had Joe Burrow get hit kind of late by Chris Jones in one that almost every quarterback gets. And then, uh, of all the bad things, redoing a third down, and of course they end up converting that third down. If that could have, if that would have somehow turned into points, I mean, you would you could make a case for it being the worst call in the history of the NFL. That was I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah, that that was bizarre. It, it, it's not so much that like any one specific call was egregious. And after they got the redo, that's when they called the pass interference. So it wasn't like if Bengals fans that thought that the fix was in, they just had so much evidence because it was just like, all right, a redo mm -hmm. play. That's really weird. Oh, they don't get the first down again. That's two stops on their, oh, flag. Yeah. But then you and, look at the penalty and you're like, okay, that probably was pass interference. That probably it was, is it was a little right cheap. Call. But you, you just none of the breaks went the Bengals' way, though. It yeah. all was stacked yeah. up against them. And while, again, if you break down each and every one by itself, probably accurate, although in some instances ticky-tack or you could have been okay letting it slide. But at least when they get their reviews of their officiating, the, the, the league will say like okay that was he had his hand on him he's pulling him back but it was more it was so much of the missed calls I think against the Chiefs yes. that that make it more inexcusable on Sunday uh, the play where Patrick Mahomes does get the unnecessary roughness out of bounds there was like six holds the Chiefs yeah. had on the Bengals to start that play uh, I saw one person just break down each and every one of them, and it's like, how does none of them get called? I mean, there's one that is especially blatant. And then I, I, I'm conflicted about the the unnecessary roughness out of bounds. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. I don't – like, that was – it was bang, bang. He just barely had his second foot out of bounds, so both feet were out of bounds, and you can't touch somebody, let alone a quarterback. Uh, I just hate that, like the the officials that threw the flag had to know, hey, this is this is a game changing game. penalty that we're about to yeah. throw. And I think officials have the mindset that that shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's one second left or if there's uh, fifty nine minutes left in the game. A penalty is a penalty, and you got to call it regardless of the situation. But I just do hate like 
this guy has half of his foot fully out of bounds, not even half of his foot, like four inches of his foot are out of bounds. The guy pushes him, shouldn't have done it, and let's just decide to end one team season and allow the other team to go to the Super Bowl because the difference in field goal kicking there, especially on such a cold night in Kansas City, was colossal. But it probably was the right call. I just hate it in that spot. I hate that the that a flag is probably going to decide how it all plays out. So I feel for Bengals fans in a big way. That's a bru- and this coming from a Packers fan that has more brutal NFC championship losses than I can even hardly count at this point. That one was especially tough for Cincinnati. You felt like they were the better team too, just the way that they would always have these answers and they had, the offense was starting to hum there as the game went on, but couldn't uh, couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done and then that punt return which, again, there's like a block and a hold on that that they don't call either, and it directly impacted the the Chiefs getting the field position that they had because the Bengals player that wasn't blocked or blocked in the back or the other one that wasn't held, they probably make the tackle, and the Chiefs have, what, uh, you know, 20 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever it was from their own 20 or their own 30, which – makes it less likely that they're able to get as far as they did. So if, I do I, I do really feel for Bengals fans. That was rough. If it makes you feel any better, you don't need to hear it from me. Your window ain't closing anytime soon. As long as you've got Joey Biscuits under center, that dude is – he's the real deal. And you'll you'll be in the thick of it for, for years and years to come. But I know that doesn't make you feel any better because the season's such a grind. And for you to snap your fingers and it all to be over because of a penalty flag or lack thereof other flags, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. So feel for them today. That's, I know a lot of them listen to KRC. We are not Bengals fans, but you you, you got host, in my opinion. I, for what it's worth, I, I I thought that they were selling that block in the back. If you looked at a couple different angles, the the guy that would have had the blatant block in the back checked off. There was another dude that kind of came in and hit him. But um, e- either way, that it did. Like you said, TJ, it just felt like a lot of little things stacked up against the Bengals, but. They did recover. I, I think the other part of this too that just sucks is, in general, we we got robbed of like the highest quality just of games just because of injuries. Um, the Bengals' offensive line got. I mean that that was really the story of the game was their inability to slow down uh, Chris Jones or uh, uh, what's his name Ford in the middle. Um, that. Killed him. The Chiefs were rolling in receivers that had played something like ten snaps all year. Uh, they they were all banged up. And then in the other game, uh, the 49ers ran out of quarterbacks. Uh, Brock Purdy couldn't throw a football when he had to go back in because his backup got concussed. So uh, just that that that's the part of it that really like you you can't do anything about it, but. It really does handcuff the quality of games that you're watching. Just injuries, uh, and that that I the, the Eagles felt like the better team, but man, they they got the breaks early and often in that one, and just were able to run away with it. With playing a team without a quarterback, Scooch, what'd you think of it? We we've kind of weighed in there. What what'd you make? Um, so I I didn't stay up for the end of the game, admittedly. What? Yeah. I, I pass out. I I no. So I Too was just flatties. no. So you're I was. You're not just going to bed at nine o'clock. It's I nine did. o'clock. 
Yeah, no, I I'm like three you days. I'm like three days out. behind on sleep. No, I didn't. I, I looked yeah. at my roommate and I said, I have got to go to bed as much as I would love to stay up and watch this. So I went to bed with like ten minutes left in the game. You're so full of it. There's I no did. way. I there's, did. There's, there's, Scooch, it was the AFC Championship game. It was the first good NFL football oh, game we had in over two weeks. There's no way that you voluntarily went to bed. It was a great game, but I got five hours of sleep on Friday. I think six hours of sleep on Saturday. I was behind on sleep. I yeah, needed to catch up. That's a ton of sleep, Scoots. Like, you're talking to two dads here who are like, six hours? Hell yeah, let's go. Well, I'm not a dad, so I need more than six hours. Why did you get so little sleep on Friday going into Saturday? Um, <laughs> no good reason. I uh, I woke up oh to help God. my dad with his pole barn. He's doing an extension on his pole barn. So I was helping him with that on Saturday. But I got home, or I got to his house about midnight, and I was like, oh, Live PD's on. Ended up watching the whole entire replay of Live PD until 3 o'clock. Call me Trevor. <sighs> Oh man, Scoot. Right, so you got live PD instead of uh, Bengals Chiefs in the yes. AFC Championship yeah. game. <laughs> Should have been an overtime AFC Championship game. No, I really, a, I really enjoyed what I did get to watch. I'll eat a sock if booze or other vices weren't involved in your decision last night. And I just, uh, if you could look me in the eyes and tell me that it wasn't, then you know, I guess you're a man of your word. I, but I got I, some I good news a- for you, TJ. You don't have to eat a sock today. Okay, good. I, I was just—that's not like you, Scoots, to miss a, a good football game that's coming down to the wire for as tired as as you may. But I, I didn't, I didn't want to eat a sock either. I will tell you, it wasn't the vices that made me make that decision. It was truly my brain. Like I need to get some sleep tonight. Combination of everything. It was all right. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I'll tell you this: I, I'm excited to get over to Indiana because people in Kentucky are idiots, and we can't bet on sports yet. Uh, probably someday we'll be able to, and then we'll say, "Why did it take so long?" But I digress, as I normally do when I get on this tangent. But I would—I feel very confident about the Eagles in that spread. They just look like a machine. It wasn't so much because they beat the 49ers. 49ers without Brock Purdy, they never really had a chance once that injury happened. It was going to be tough enough for them as is. But looking at all the teams that were playing, I mean, the Eagles are just really, really good. They've been the best team all season. The only time they weren't is when they had injuries. And then now that they're back to being healthy, look at it. They're dominating what, again. They're dominating what is the number? they come across. It's two points, I think. Yeah. I, two point favorites over the Chiefs. I told myself going into the game that I would I would pick the AFC champion regardless. Um, and then Sunday happened. I can't let a, a beatdown of a team without a quarterback skew. Me. So I got I got to ride with the dogs, the Chiefs. You're you're just an AFC homer, aren't you? You know me. I'm all about the conference, the division. That's why I was cheering for the Bengals yesterday. Division solidarity. That's right. That's a good good. You're AFC good North, best division in football. It just means more. Gosh, it didn't mean more to the SEC on Saturday. Alabama. Spanked. Spanked by the Big 12 in the final SEC Big 12 challenge. And Kentucky and the Wildcats did not do their part, unfortunately. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Rupp Arena Saturday night. UK missing another opportunity to improve the resume. Do not go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin She's mighty mighty, I just letting it all hang out. She's a breath. 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> yes. Please go on. Uh, do as, as the Romans do. It's, it's an old expression. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. Oh. All right, on the KRC Twitter community page, I tweeted a few of the pictures of things that we've talked about. Uh, one that we have that Roush and I talked about off the air. Jeff Ruby's before the game on Saturday was phenomenal. It never disappoints. It was very, very good and very, very delicious, and we had a great time. But we got a dessert that Roush was asking me about, and it was probably the best dessert I've ever had. Obviously, the appearance made it especially good, but then just the taste is what really set it apart. I also included the picture I took last night of like the red sky, which it's not, again, it's not a great picture, and you can't really see the red with the way my camera took the picture, but you can at least see that like it's very bright out for 9.45 at night, and it's not just because of my lights that I have on my house, but weird, weird. And then I included just a picture for my my view at Rupp Arena on Saturday, which was a, a really good time. So you can get on the Kentucky Roll Call face or Facebook page. Maybe I should post it on there as well. But uh, you can get on the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter community and and see what I'm talking about. Because this dessert I had on on Saturday, Roush, it was it was the real deal. It's called like the cigar dessert. I forget what its exact name is. The Jeff Ruby's. And it was recommended to me, and it was described to me, and it was described, I was like, yeah, I, I don't really get what you're talking about. So I'll try to describe it better. But they they bring it out in, like, it's got a cover over it. And when they open the cover, a bunch of smoke comes out, which is really Ooh, cool. Yeah. And then the smoke is just for the, like, the show. But you, you're left with the dessert that just – 100% looks like a cigar on an ashtray. It's got ash. It's got, it just looks like a full on cigar. So it was the cigar smoke. The cigar itself is like an ice cream sandwich. Like you cut it. I mean, it's not really a sandwich, obviously, but like for all intents and purposes, think of an ice cream sandwich. Okay. You cut it and like you eat it and it's like hard ice cream that obviously eventually melts in your mouth. And then the chocolate, everything on the plate is edible. Now, the little cigar ashtray is not. The glass ashtray is not. But everything else is. It's like It was like a chocolate mousse or something. And it was just amazing. Uh, and, the, and the look of it was really cool. So that was neat. We went there, made our way over to, to Rupp Arena for the game. The atmosphere was, you know, we so often get caught up in, like, best atmosphere ever. I think there's just like a tier, like a top tier of Rupp Arena atmospheres. And this one was obviously in that tier. Uh, incredible, incredible environment. The crowd certainly did their part, but but the Cats came up short. But it still was a really nice Saturday. Uh, and, and, and Roush, I, I enjoyed you getting to talk with the student section beforehand, and you even saw the sack pack. Yeah, I, I did feel bad because uh, a lot of our I, I talked with the sack pack for a while, but a lot of the conversation didn't make the cut. So I'm not in charge of the editing sack. So don't blame me. But he, I mean, what's kind of cool? Like Tyler Ulysses gave him sandwiches and stuff for hanging out the whole time. And 
they're like, yeah, he's our favorite cat of all time. That's that's cool. Getting your favorite wildcat to deliver you a sandwich while you're waiting all day for this huge game. And it was um it was in I, I was I was very jealous. I was upset that I did not have a, a ticket to the game, had to get back to to watch it at um my house because that place was buzzing. Um the students there. It was funny because as you went through the line, you had like the the craziest and most dedicated up front. And as you started to go back, you would have like some of the, you know, the girls who were a little tired or sitting down, but they had been there for, they got there three hours early, but they were still at the middle of the line. By the time I got to the back of the line, it was just the drunkest humans on the planet who were like, we've got a pregame as hard as we can because we can't drink inside. And I mean, the booze just were emanating from them. Uh, but it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, across the hall, they had the, the fan fest. Uh, which I wanted to go and between us, some of it, I was like, what's this thing going to look like? Like, I, I, don't, I guess I'd say I was a little skeptical. I just wasn't sure how it would look, what the turnout would be. And it was a, 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 a good event. Like they had a lot of stuff other than just sitting around and waiting for autographs, but there was a ton of people there. I mean, this exhibit hall um, I, I, I'm not good with scale, but like I, it was a, just as good as of a turnout for like a regular UK football fan day that you that you get each fall and you had to pay 15 bucks to be a part of it or whatever. But uh, the some of the people I talked to there, they a, either were a part of the collective or they were getting ready to join. But they also were like, you know, this is this is fun to get to see the guys, to thank them for everything they do. And then. One of the guys I talked to, he brought his six kids there. Kids were free, and they had, like, inflatables and stuff. And so, like, it was just a good way for him to do something he liked, and then the kids also get to do something fun. So, um, a huge, huge turnout. Uh, I know uh, we were very uh, – there, there's always concerns about the nil, uh, but the Ducks, they're, they're in a row. And uh, I, speaking with some of the players, like Devin Leary and Ray Davis were blown away by the, by the turnout. Like, they just – not something you get at Vanderbilt or NC State. Just not a thing. No, I, I don't. I doubt that they do. Uh, but that's great. That's great to hear. The pictures were incredible. Just how many people were doing that. And now that you know it was successful, I bet we probably see more of it from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's certainly the timing of it, right? Basketball starting to play well. Um, the leading into the Kansas game like that all helped um but yeah and I you, you also have to probably be careful on how often you do something like that you know you don't want it to to oversaturate the market or anything like that but uh I, I think they will do similar stuff maybe just in different forms uh you know maybe it's like a football camp for kids or whatever it might be um but uh, yeah I, I got another video coming from that too so it uh I also like the amount of chairs they had set up, you know, Matt and Drew and them, they do some pretty big shows, but it's like, this might be your biggest show just because there's so many damn people here. There's a ton of people there. I was shocked by the turnout. Uh, Kentucky football felt like we were a, a big, a big boy school. Felt like we were a big boy school. Big boy school, UK football. You heard it here first. Uh, that, that That's good to hear and uh, just should help hopefully helps with recruits hopefully continues to help when uk needs transfers 
every so often. You, you can always kind of point back to that. And shout out to the fans that made it possible. Wouldn't have happened without you all that went there and got in line, waited in line. Some of you all having to pay money. People that are part of the Nil Collective, I think, uh, didn't have to, but you're paying money in your own right. So uh, that's, that's the way these things are probably going to work. This is the future college athletics. But I do, for as much as some people kind of roll their eyes at, I need to pay for tickets, I need to pay for going to the game, and now I've got to pay additional money to make sure UK's got a competitive product. I, I, I'm right there with some folks in that regard. However, it was ridiculous for as long as it was that like you couldn't go get an art- autograph from your favorite college player, and you had to wait until they were done with college to be yeah. able to yeah. go meet them, get your picture with them pay them a little bit of money, but they'd sign your your football or your poster or, or your helmet or whatever you have. Uh, that was ridiculous. So the fact that that's no longer the case, maybe look at the money you contribute to nil collectives as like, hey, now I've got access to these people. I'm able to support my favorite UK football players in ways that you just quite literally were unable to do beforehand unless you were Tennessee with the McDonald's bag. So uh, it, it is – you got to look at it that way. It, it was a good day for the football program on Saturday. And everything felt like it was going to be a good day for the basketball program. Mm-hmm. I ran into the team in the hotel lobby before before the game. And uh, I was about ready to get on the elevator. Noticed that there was like 15 people all decked out in the same clothes, clothes that were relatively huge humans. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the basketball team. I was like, I was kind of surprised to see... One, that they were in the hotel. This was around like a little after 4 o'clock, uh, probably actually closer, probably 4.30, 4.45. I was surprised that they were still at the hotel and they were going up, like up to their rooms. And, you know, Cal's talked a lot about how they've been staying, even in Lexington, getting hotel rooms night before games, taking their phones, doing that sort of stuff. So I was a little surprised to see them. I, the gentleman that I am, gave them – the elevator that I was supposed to be getting on said, you guys take that one. It's more important to you. Uh, the entire team piled into the elevator, Ooh. which was crazy to see because there had to be very tight spaces. Hopefully nobody farted. And, but Chin Coleman, he, he was, he was like, that's too crowded for me. So he got in the next one with, with my wife, me, and then a few other people. And, uh, just very brief, casual conversation. My zipper was not down. That was that was just a social media. Oh, Twitter. okay. I, I was, was really social. hoping that your zipper was down. It was not. It was just a, a little social media Twitter joke. But I, I did say, like, hey, good luck tonight or whatever. Just small little. He was like, thanks. We really appreciate all the support. And he gave me some knucks. And uh, so that was cool. Good, good to see him. Good to see the team. My wife was like, my goodness gracious. Oscar is so much bigger than I thought. I was like, of all people, to be surprised by their size and stature, Oscar, like he looks like an absolute monster when you see him on TV. She was like, I, I don't know. I guess just once you're there and you see it in person, you realize just like how how muscular and huge he is. And I was like, okay, first off, settle down. Secondly, uh, yeah, he's he's a ginormous person. Oh man. But our well wishes and good luck were unfounded, unfortunately, because no, all the atmosphere was amazing. They had Red Panda, which, by the way. Firecrackers, just the the superior halftime show than Red Panda. What Red Panda does is amazing and it's incredible, but it's a lot of like anticipation, like waiting for the cool flip of the cups onto the head. Where Firecrackers is just nonstop electric factory. They they just keep the party going. 
Red Panda, a lot of times, it's, she's on her little unicycle. I need to get the right momentum. need to make sure I've got my balance right. And you're just waiting. You're waiting for like 30 seconds between stunts. The, the firecrackers do human jump rope lines. They, they become the jump ropes. It's just absolutely incredible. Right, I do think right. those are probably your top two halftime shows you're going to get. But firecrackers, a notch above Red Panda. Uh, unfortunately, it, it, didn't, it didn't lead to a win for UK. Started out hot, things looked good, and then Kansas got control roused and uh, really never looked back. Kentucky would make these runs, which were good. Like, you know, Kentucky showed a lot of fight. I do think there's something – I think Kansas, obviously a legitimate Final Four contender. Do they make the Final Four? You know, we'll see. March is incredibly random. And the Cats went toe-to-toe with them. There's no moral victories, and I was not trying to say as much. I was very, very disappointed that they lost. But they'd make these runs, Roush, where you're like, all right, here they come. Now you got rough on your back, and things are going to just be – you're going to get cooking, you're going to take the lead, and, hell, you may never look back once you do take the lead. And then Kansas just decided not to miss any shots. They just yeah. hit every big shot they needed. Every big shot they needed, they hit. And sometimes, as much as I hate saying this, I'd much rather have a million excuses, this, that, or the other. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap to a team and say, like, you were, you were better. You were the better basketball team today. And when you made as many big shots as they did on the road in that atmosphere, you just have to tip your cap and be like, y'all did what you needed to do. Kentucky didn't. Congrats to you. And that's unfortunately was my takeaway. It was just like, damn, Kansas did what they needed to do. They hit the shots they had to hit. Sometimes that's just that be basketball, you know? The the best um... – no, 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 not the bad. But like, it really came down to that segment where, I mean, you're right. There, there, there was time and time again. You thought Kentucky was going to go on a run, and Kansas seemingly always had a response. And it really hit the fan. Topping cuts it to two around the five minute mark. You go down, and Grady Dick hadn't really he hadn't really done much all day. He finally hits an open three, um, and then one possession later, uh, Wilson hits a three two. Two-point game is an eight-point game. I mean, just like that. I mean, and th- that was Dick's only hit three of the game. <laughs> it's just they, they did deliver the big shots. Um, and that's I guess that's the frustrating part is you felt like Kentucky was just close, but they could never they could never hit those big shots because their guards just couldn't they, they didn't play great. I mean, CJ Frederick I actually thought he was doing a great job on Grady Dick, but he was one of eight from the field. One of eight. And the only shot he hit was that runner. Um, Kaysen Wallace hit the only two threes of the day for UK. You just, you got to ask more from those guys. Uh, th- that I thought was one of the big reasons why they struggled. And we can get into more of that. But Frederick is now shooting 24% from three against, he's shooting 24% from three against power conference competition. Like that's just, you need more from him. Uh, Reeves didn't really do it from the three-point line uh, on Saturday as well. But like, it, it's hard to win when you're not making threes. And then, to add to it, typically they make up for those misses by getting offensive rebounds, and they just did it. It was so bizarre. Like, you had this monster size advantage, and we talked about it a lot last week. Oscar did eat to an extent inside. Maybe there were times where they looked like they were trying to force feed him a little too much. I, You know, that's... That can be a topic of conversation. Should you they have tried to get it to him more or less, whatever. But 
the biggest advantage should have been on the glass, and Kentucky did not do that. They had four offensive rebounds, zero second-chance points. So pretty much two, like, they're a great offensive rebounding team and a pretty good three-point shooting team. Two of their biggest offensive inputs were just non-existent on Saturday. You just can't expect to beat a good team. I don't care how great the atmosphere it is at home. I don't care how great you are running in transition. When you're not making your threes or getting second-chance points, you can't win when you're this Kentucky team. You just can't. Yep. It's sometimes it comes down to that. I thought the people that were crying and whining about lineups and getting out-coached, CJ being 24% from three against Power 5 and Gonzaga is that, – that's tough. And while he is working his tail off defensively and you're seeing strides of him as a defender, it like you're not – you can't really play him. It, yeah. But then you have to have him out there because you know that he can or at some point it's going to hit for him or it's going to click for him. Uh, and it just – it hasn't, unfortunately. And and maybe maybe it never will. Maybe we don't know for sure that it's going to click and hit for him. But his ability to be able to space the floor can help out Kentucky in so many other areas. But he's got to be able to keep a defense honest by hitting some of those outside shots. And the threes Wallace did hit were huge at the moment. And you thought, all right, here's here's where you need to go. But then Kentucky would make a bad entry pass. And that's really a lot of times late in that game where Kansas would sink UK anytime the Cats would go on a run. You, it, it was mostly transition buckets where it'd be a bad turnover and then UK was having to scramble to figure out like, all right, here's my man, here's your man. Oh, but we, you know, we're still getting back on defense. This guy's just wide open. And Kansas made him pay for that. So Kentucky could have done more, but Kansas didn't give them any any breaks. Um, and that's what good teams, unfortunately, should do in big atmospheres and big games. And mm-hmm. can't, I, I, I hated that Kansas was on a three-game losing streak. Uh, it, this game was was big for them, as you could tell. Obviously, the beatdown in Lawrence last year, where a uh, majority of these players were in that game, a lot of not all of them, but a lot of them played in that game. Uh, it and they were they were ready to return the favor, and unfortunately, they had a few more punches and counter punches than the Cats did. Not hitting outside shots was going to make things a lot more difficult for UK, and it stinks. Another another missed opportunity, and this one would have probably comfortably put you in the tournament where you really would have had to collapse to be on the wrong side of the bubble moving forward. And instead you don't get that luxury. Now you're still on the right side of the tournament. If you ask me and, but, but you can't really afford to have terrible losses. Like the Tuesday game down in Oxford becomes a bigger deal where if you had beaten Kansas, you could probably afford one more stinker. Now you, you really can't uh, because Will Kentucky beat the other good teams on its schedule? I, I don't know. Uh, the, the resume so far this year would suggest probably not because when they're playing good teams uh, this year, for the most part, with the exception of that Tennessee game, they've been losing. You had a nice opportunity. Kansas was the team late in the game that made the plays. You were not, and that was disappointing. So left Rupp Arena, uh, not, not thrilled, wasted a great atmosphere and really could have done yourself some huge favors if you won. But Kansas was the team that made the plays. Kentucky wasn't, and you hope that you learn from it. Uh, but it, it certainly kind of feels like a reset in momentum. And tomorrow night, Roush, uh, you know, with this team, nothing really would surprise me. If they came out and they kind of were – you can't let the Kansas loss beat you twice, 
But the last time they kind of had a disappointing game was a, kind of a disappointing game, easily the most embarrassing loss of the season. The South Carolina game, they came out a few days later and beat Tennessee. So hopefully they'll be able to reset, get motivated, take care of business against Ole Miss, and then you can you can get back to some winning ways. But a missed opportunity, there's no spin around that on Saturday. Yeah, and they really did capitalize on the early energy. They've been a slow-starting team all year, but that wasn't the case on Saturday. And I think Livingston's early success did kind of mess with Cal's brain because normally Reeves is first off the bench. He subs in for uh, Livingston, and you kind of go from there. Uh, But Livingston had earned the right to play, but yet it was also going against a smaller team. So I, I... we we did finally get to see Livingston some at the four, but then he just didn't even he played one minute in the second half. So I I did think that Livingston's success I don't know if it messed with Cal's initial game plan or what, but the the lineups that had gotten Kentucky their success, the one early in the game, but also just the the one that had done so well over the last four games, we didn't see it as often as. They just Cal went away from it, and and I, I think they got away from what was working well. Would it have made a difference? I don't know, because like you said, I mean the the shooting numbers kind of speak for themselves, uh, and they weren't rebounding well, so you almost had to play bigger. But uh, th- that that part was a uh, just a little little off to me. It was like ah, well, I kind of had a different thought that like if you're not rebounding well, go then go smaller. Like then you know it's if you can't rebound better with the the best rebounder in the country, then stop getting beat and pick and rolls and try to go a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, there, there, there were some things that I would have done differently. However, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that was the reason UK lost. And the living stuff stuff is strange. I, I, I saw some people getting annoyed with Cal saying like, yeah, I should have played him. I should have played him. He's working hard. I agree with those people. Like, Cal, either play the dude or not, or have a good reason for why you didn't. Like, we didn't play him because we put an emphasis on outside shooting. We thought CJ was going to get going. He never did. His excuse on Saturday was that they wanted to feed it to Oscar, and Livingston playing was going to clog it up too much. That that was what he said he told Yeah, I didn't see that quote. Yeah, that was was farther down in the explanation. Yeah, at least there is rationale behind that. And that makes sense. And it does. It does. It, that does make sense. But I, I don't. I, I do. I do think the like. Yeah, got to find a way to get him on the. Well, you're the coach. Like then, then find a way to get him on the floor. Then, then play him. But it is kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't. Where if you put him in there, shooting probably would not have improved. Although could it have really gotten worse? I guess would be. But in your mind, hey, we're going to give up some outside, or we're going to give up our ability to be able to stretch the floor and shoot outside. But it would have been better for rebounding. It would have probably been better for maybe some interior scoring. And Livingston most likely would have been better defending pick and rolls, which every player on UK had a little bit of an issue with on Saturday. So that that stuff can, can kind of get old. But I do th- – I'm not going to – everybody – like losses in basketball happen and teams have off nights. Mm-hmm. People don't just – like between games, people just don't forget how to coach. Players don't just forget how to play. But you can have a bad game, and coaches can have bad nights. But I, at the end of the day, Kansas hit their big shots. Kentucky didn't, and it came down to the final five minutes, and that was the difference there. That's basketball. It, it like it, 
I know it's so much easier sometimes just to be doom and gloom and blame everybody and talk about how terrible things are. But this team has shown some fun stretches. During that winning streak, we thought this team could play with anybody. They did play with Kansas. But to be able to beat good teams, it's the toughest part of the game. It's those late minutes. You've got to be the ones to make the play. On Saturday, they were not. Kansas was. Not excusing it. I'm just as frustrated as anybody else. But that's that's the sport. That, that's the way these things work. you you got to be able to make those shots late. Kentucky didn't. Kansas did. Roush, it really is as simple as that, in my opinion. Uh, I, I do think that the well, I mean, like especially when the point guard who hadn't made anything in you know weeks hits yeah. his two threes. You have the center, but here's where there is a difference though. The center who hadn't made a shot since December uh, made two easy buckets because of your poor pick and roll defense. The we we talked about it last week. Some of it you live with if Oscar can make up for it on the other end. Like you just, it's just kind of the the price you pay. I don't. The, 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 is this a blueprint for beating Kentucky? I don't think so because not, not, not just the pick and roll stuff, but the small lineups that spread you out that allow you to have more success than most with pick and roll because you get weird switch ups. Like those small lineups only work because they rebounded their tails off. And I don't think there are too many teams that can play small like that and not be at a huge disadvantage on the on the other end rebounding the basketball like it really was a a kind of perfect storm perfect game uh for kansas not not to say that like of course kentucky does need to get better in pick and roll defense but like typically they're they're just some you take the bad with a good sort of deal um and kentucky just could not get any of the good with the bad or bad with the good or how, however you want to put it the the price you pay for doing business just didn't catch out like it normally does. One of only six times where Oscar Sheboy has not had double-figure rebounds as a Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah, it stinks. In a big moment, they came up a little flat. Kansas is a good team. Looked like it meant a little more to them. That shouldn't be the case. We're going to talk more about it in hour number two, and we will get to the Thornton's text line as well. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Ooh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin. Go. Tell me, how you going to do it if you really won't take a chance? By standing on the wall Get your back up Cause I heard all the people saying Get down on it Get down on it Get down on it Get down on it Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11. You can listen to KRC wherever you get your podcast. just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Having a good time, I guess, trying to make the most of, of uh, what was a good weekend, despite the thing that unfortunately mattered the most, and that's UK. Losing to Kansas on Saturday night. Maybe some salsaritas would make me feel better, Roush. It should make you feel better because it tastes great. And it's uh, it's great for you, too. You, you can feel white on your feet when you get one of their taco salads or 
maybe a burrito bowl. Um, or you just say, screw it. I need, uh, feel it, feel, feel them like a, a big meal today. Oh, let's go quesarito. Throw mm. some of that hot cheese on top. They got the best queso, the best guacamole, the best salsa. Salsa so good in their name. Salsaritas. Two locations. They got one in Middletown, one in St. Matthews. Download the app before you go. I know uh, it's still less, it's, we're less than two weeks away, but grabbing a big bag of wildly addictive chips and your favorite Salsaritas dip is a great way to contribute to your Super Bowl party. Like you, you're the MVP if you show up with Salsaritas to your Super Bowl party. Oh, yeah. They, they, they get uh, real busy during Super Bowl season and for understandable reasons because they, not catering out of the park. If you are hosting and you got a million other things going on, you're going to have probably some other snacks. But let Salsaritas take care of the bulk of your Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. Their wildly addicted chips will be will be the hit of your Super Bowl parties. Download the Salsaritas app today. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Scoots, do you have any takes on the UK-Kansas game? You were quiet during that segment. Um, so, yeah, they did the thing on TV where they pitted Indiana and Kentucky up at the same time. Both games started at 8 o'clock. So I actually I had to broadcast that night. I got We got off air pretty early. I got home about 9.15. So I did have the double TV setup going, but admittedly I was loosely paying attention to the Kentucky game. Understandable. So you didn't watch the football last night, the U.K. game on Saturday. Well, good, am I? What would you say you do around Exactly. <laughs> hey, Jalen Huchifino, though, he hit some threes. Jeez. I saw that on Twitter. That was awesome. Yeah, six of them in the first half. UK wow. women got a big win over Missouri. They have, Wins have kind of been few and far between for them. So at least there was some positive uh, UK athletics news. So aside from the football, which if you didn't hear hour one, Roush kind of detailed what was going on with the Fan Fest, how great an event it was. And so, so that was also good news. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, shall let's, we? Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is the phone number. Um, a lot of text in. A lot of text in today. Where do we start? At the top. Oh. The, the tippy tippy top. I hope this doesn't happen, but if Oscar gets two quick ones, I think he can get by with Livingston at the four and top and at the five for stretches. Well, it didn't. He didn't get two quick ones, but he probably still could have gotten by with Livingston at the four and Toppin at the five for some stretches. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could have. But then again, as I kind of alluded to in, in hour number one, if you didn't hear it, check out the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But the offense in the second half was a lot of like, let's just get it to Oscar. I thought Toppin did a good job attacking offensively, but – you just it, it felt like we had a lot of stretches where he just wasn't. Um, but they did deal with some foul trouble here and there. Um, I'm trying to think who all had their because yeah, it felt that like foul was, call on top and was so bad. I just so so bad. Officials weren't the reason UK won or lost. But how do you how like what are you doing? Can what we you, can we get a home whistle? Yeah. Can, like, can we Jesus just look Christ. at like the score? Yeah. Can we just one time just have it where we've shot like 45 free throws and then they've only shot like six? I mean, it's. No, uh, and I'm, I'm being facetious. Uh, you just want games called consistently. That one, that the, the call on top and was, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. To call it against him. I mean, just against him. It should have been whatever. 
Texter says, referring to my text from Friday, my brother has been with the girl for about six months. I've been his brother for 22 years. Never going to let him live this down. Going back to last week, uh, a guy's brother was taking his girlfriend to the Kansas game when his brother, I don't think, had ever been to a U.K. game. Yeah, had never and been to a U.K. game. Six months? That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, you – because there's, there's a good chance that doesn't last. So, yeah. That's almost like yeah, – I'm not going to get into the, the detail. That's trying to probably impress – yeah, like you know, that's almost still like honeymoon phase sort of deal. But who? That's tough if you're his yeah. brother. Another thing that we didn't like, we should have known all along. Um, like, I, I predicted the Kansas win, but we should have known Kentucky wasn't going to win with TJ Walker in attendance, right? We have a couple texts about that on the Thornton's text line. <laughs> yes. Uh, the last UK game I went to was the the Tennessee game after Joe B's passing last year, which that was also another amazing atmosphere. UK did win that one, but I think they used all the threes in that one to take away from my next appearance, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, and also we've got a great listener audience on Kentucky Roll Call. We've got the smartest folks in radio, and we're appreciative for that. But I put out an SOS for somebody to clip in for the Cats, and nobody nobody answered the bell. Nobody wow. said that they were going to take my superstition, put it on themselves for a game to allow me to go to the game. And I, some people on the text line put that on me. I'm putting it on you all. Somebody could have done it. Somebody should have done it. I had this plan long in advance. I let people know I need somebody to clip in for Saturday night, and nobody did. Shame on you all. Not me. Not my fault. Texter says, TJ, you had to read those spark notes for summer reading, right? Summer reading was the absolute worst. I'm glad by college they quit playing that game. Just let the kids enjoy their summer. Uh, yeah, I would, but we only did the summer reading once in high school, and that was what made it so weird. It was just they like so, senior year, they were like, hey, you got to read these books. And we were like, why? What? No, we don't want to. But, of course, spark notes, they were – they, they were clutch in college and in high school. Both of them. Both of them. No comment on Spark Notes or anything about that, Ross? That's I, weird. I, I, sure I thought it was funny. About that. I mean, we didn't have summer reading, but um, it was funny that one of our teachers, like one of the quizzes he gave was a Spark Notes quiz. And so... I mean, we could just figure out all the answers before we took the quiz. Like, it was very easy to game the system. I just, I thought it was funny that his way of testing us was just, well, we'll do the Spark Notes quiz. <laughs> I do think it's probably interesting how much, like, teachers probably have had to evolve over the years with more and more Man. things becoming more accessible. There's, there's you... this thing now that, because uh, my wife, she tells me, really, the biggest things, if, if you, if you're an educator and, the biggest things lacking from JCPS consequences and critical thinking, because their version of critical thinking is how can I use technology to get around, like to figure out this stuff without actually thinking about it. That That's like, I think the biggest problem now, because they have, they have apps now where you can take a picture of a math problem and they'll solve it for you. Like, I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of stuff and apps and all, all this that you can get away with. Uh, whereas like we, we, we had a couple ways to game the system, 
but you still had to have kind of a base knowledge of how the concepts worked. Now it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy how easy it is to just find the answer online, right? Be a good Googler. Have you all kept up with like all the AI stuff that everybody's talking about? Um, no. You have to be a little more specific because uh, yes to an extent. I don't really know exactly what it's called, although if somebody did, I would know. But like basically, AI is just getting to be incredibly artificial intelligence is, is becoming like incredibly smart and advanced where there's like this AI platform and it took the bar and it passed like it it did it did well enough where like it could pass the bar exam just based on whatever programming or whatever was put into it and supposedly there's ai stuff that will just like write papers for people and there's this i got into this wormhole about how there's concerns that like not ai is going to take over the world necessarily but like it could be the best movies were ai written scripts the best pictures were ai produced pictures that like someday eventually music is going to be like while you'll have to have a human sing it all the songs will be written by ai because it'll be able to like take in what people like the most put it in a system be able to hit on all of our feels per se and boom it'll come out with like a jam and there's this big concern but from a more school standpoint is that like there's this idea in the next five years that you would be able it could potentially like replace google where you could just say need a paper written on the U S constitution 10th grade level. And then like you'll snap your fingers and there'll just be this well-written essay that people could submit. So similar to kind of what you're talking about with like the math problem stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you all were aware of any of this or not. It's probably more of a topic for summer radio, but find it pretty fascinating. Yeah, no. Um, especially with the writing stuff, because that, that's what you know you you can you can cheat your way through multiple choice or something but when it comes to open responses you you have to actually write it out you know and and so that knowing that there's a workaround for that too is pretty nuts man with with the way technology is advanced in our lifetimes thinking about earth in like 200 250 years pretty scary thought gonna be a lot of technology man this is a wednesday Maybe. Hey, um, on an unrelated note, it, it was a big Kentucky football recruiting weekend. They had Kendrick Gilbert on Kansas on campus. On Kansas? Oh no, he was betting the Jayhawks. Well, he paid off for him, I guess. Uh, that's exciting. When's he making his decision? I don't know, but Kendrick Gilbert's had a very quiet recruitment, so like trying to keep up with it has been difficult and. When I, it, over the summer, I was pretty locked in, and Kentucky always was pretty confident. And then it didn't go that way, so I started. You know, you start to get. A, I don't want to say leery of what they're going to say, but you're you're just a little more hesitant. But the fact that they got him on campus the final weekend means that there is a chance that they could flip him. I didn't even know there was a chance uh, at that happening. So I'll do some more digging today on that one, and then on Lou Spencer's visit to Louisville to see if we'll have any additions on signing day. Um, so we'll we'll see. They, Kentucky did offer the two. Uh, they they had three big time quarterback prospects that just that are sophomores in high school right now. So I know that seems far away, but Cutter Bowley, Ryan Montgomery, Stone Saunders, and they 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 were all on campus and 
two of them got off. Bowie already had an offer, but the other two got offers from Cohen. So they had, they had some big time guys though. The twins, um, the four star twins were coming. There was a four star receiver from Alabama. So they some pretty big names, pretty big names on campus this weekend. And then Robert Dillingham and uh, Reed Shepard. Yeah. They were honored at the game, and uh, they had to probably think that was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I saw, I don't know if, if Dillingham, but Reed Shepard was in the student section for a little bit. His throwback yeah. shirt was freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe he just got it from his dad. Probably so. But no, that, that, was, uh, that was good for them. Good. Everything about this weekend, pretty solid, with the exception of just the outcome of, yeah. of the game which yeah. ultimately mattered the most. But uh, got to get back at it and take care of business tomorrow because you cannot afford that one. Another late one, 9 o'clock start down at Ole oh, Miss. Gosh. Ole Miss is a tricky little team, but they're not great. They're you know It, it would take a pretty mediocre to below average effort to lose to them. So, so don't do that. And hopefully the shooters can, can bounce back, but we'll talk more about that game. Tomorrow, in the meantime, we're going to keep on this text line. Uh, This is a long text, so hold on to your butts here. Good morning, TJ. Sorry for the long text. Please read because I want your opinion. Saturday sucked. We had every opportunity to write the season in front of the college basketball world. I blame the loss on Calipari. The first half, we started the game great, and then Cal started messing with the lineups. He tries too hard to force Wheeler into the lineup. Wheeler can't play more than five to ten minutes, and it needs to be situational. Go back and watch the first half. That's when everything changed. Our flow and rhythm was not the same. Wheeler hurt us on both ends. Yeah, CJ wasn't hitting shots, but he's too valuable to the team not to play. People argue that the Benny lineup played pretty much the entire second half. My counter is the damage had already been done. And you, I'm going to finish I mean, the text. You can't dog a nine-point hole and expect every time to bail us out. It's coaching malpractice. They don't start. Toppin is too inconsistent and cares too much about looking cool. Oscar is, is too immature this year. Instead of playing defense, he throws his hands up, and every time he gets beat, instead of complaining about no foul calls, play through it, Oscar. Anyways, I feel like Saturday undid the good will this team had built because, yet again, can't win a big game other than Tennessee. It's like Cal is determined to prove he's the coach and won't give in to anyone who says to play the Benny lineup. Well, he doesn't give in unless you're a top recruit handler, and then he'll do whatever they say. LOL. Have a great day, TJ. Uh, Obviously, I think he probably maybe sent this. Well, I don't know if it was after the game or not. Disagree. Feels like with, a heat of the moment, angry text, though. But I disagree with uh, a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I do as well. Because like I, I got putting Wheeler in, and then once he realized that, especially the 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 way that they were moving up and down, it would have made sense to put Wheeler in, and he didn't have a severe mismatch defensively, and I think that's where he struggles the most. Um, but and then when it didn't work, he took Wheeler out. So, what the hell's the Benny lineup? That's no. uh, that's what they call the Reeves, Frederick, uh, Reeves, Frederick, Wallace, Top, and Oscar, the basketball bennies, because that was the lineup okay. folks wanted for a long time. Cal wouldn't play it, so that's that's become the 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 unofficial name uh, of it. Yeah, um, just the game wasn't lost in the first half. Kentucky still had tons of chances in the second half. Two so point game in the second. What half. lineup? was made or not made uh, didn't didn't have a didn't have a huge impact i think on 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 the on the final part uh the final aspect of the game 
Kentucky was able to get to the line a lot more um, in the first half than they were in the second. I, I, you know, you can make of that what, well, I guess it ended up being the same, but some of those were kind of late, but uh, you just got to hit shots. You got to hit shots where they mattered. And and players also sometimes do get tired, believe it or not. And you got to switch some things up, make sure that you're going to have the freshest legs possible, ideally late in the game. The, the game wasn't lost based on what happened in the first half. I do think things slowed down a little bit when Wheeler was in the game. Where, But the but Kansas also locked in on defense a little bit better, too. And it's this isn't just you're playing against a computer. You're playing against another team that's going to make their own adjustments and do their own things. And they eventually stopped, slowed UK down in transition. Because that first, like, four, eight minutes, Roush, when it was a really fun tempo. It was fun pace. Uh, Kentucky was looking good, and then Kansas kind of slowed it down to more of a half-court pace. They hit more shots to end the first half than Kentucky did, which got a little cold, and if you want to blame the lineup for it, I think you can, but you can't blame that lineup there in the first half for why UK lost the game in the second half. Not to me, at least. And then yeah, you can, and, and the texter, you also just bash the people that you want to see on the floor. Which, like, how does that fall back on the coach? Unless you're saying that, you know, Cal should be, like, Toppin doesn't care more about looking cool. Oscar sometimes, he he does, he needs to get back and play instead of, you know, trying to make his case to the officials. Let the coaches do that for you. And you could maybe say that's on coaching where, like, they've got to get that through to him. But you can't complain about the lineups and then complain about the players in the lineups that you wanted to have play. At least to me, you can't just one person's opinion. Appreciate you texting in. What's Matt Elam up to these days? Says one texter. It's a random text. Great question. Not, not, not sure. Another texter says both one seeds in the playoffs with major home cooking. Didn't matter much after the Purdy injury, but Bengals got hosed. Jones had illegal hands to the face on the intentional grounding. Yep. Missed block in the back on the punt return and multiple Bengals being held on the Mahomes run before the late hit. Not a fan of any of the teams left, but the NFL should have to comment on so many calls being in favor of both home teams today. I, I thought the uh, the one call they had for like the dude trying to punch the ball out, like the unnecessary roughness or whatever, it's like really – you. Re- we're in a 15-yard penalty that. Um, and it did feel like every time in that Niners game they were getting ready to get a stop, there was some sort of pass interference or something on third down. Every single time. Yeah. I, the punching thing, my mom, like, gasped as we were over at her house. She's like, he's hitting him. I was like, well, he's trying to hit the ball. But if, like, you could probably break somebody's forearm, somebody's wrist, just by punching that hard. Uh, th- that was just kind of I, – I was okay with the penalty because I don't think you can just be so blatant to be doing that. But And I didn't notice so much bad officiating in the Eagles game, but I also could have just been a little tuned out just because it was such a blowout. And I agree with you, Texter. Once Purdy was hurt, it, it wasn't going to yeah. happen for him. Right. 49ers mm. roster still is just insanely good, though. Yeah, just missing a quarterback. Yep. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? I don't think Green Bay is going to let Rodgers go somewhere in the NFC. Maybe, if the if the price is right, potentially. I have no idea. My mom was like, sounds like Rodgers back to Green Bay. I was like, where did you hear? I was like, where did you hear that? Like, why? I feel like I would probably have that news before you would. 
she was like, oh, they, they did it. They were talking about it in the pregame. They said that, that it's likely he goes back to Green Bay. I was like, I don't know if that's accurate. Well, and that's also like pregame show people are just, it's probably a little bit more up to date when they bring in like Glazer in for Fox, but like those pregame shows are just a bunch of old farts. Like they're, they're like boomers who aren't, are just giving opinions. It's not reporting for the most part. Yeah. That's, she could have been confused by that. A texter says, TJ, can you please explain the red glow in Louisville and where you saw this? Uh, I put a, I put a kind of a bad picture of it on the Kentucky roll call Twitter page, but yeah, it was just kind of a red glow. Not sure what it was. Scooch sells something similar, so I'm not crazy. Um, sometimes you'll have like fires or something where, you know, sometimes there'll be like fires in the Midwest or out West and like, you'll get like smoke, like smoky air in Kentucky. But like that, that wouldn't be what this was. It wasn't like a fire thing. So I, I've, I've got no idea. I wish our boy Jude Redfield would fill me in. Uh, Roush, the Trinity punter flipped from UK to UVL. Big loss, or was he never going to see the field? Feels more like a new special teams guy came in, and he's he he seems Bullware seems to be kind of flipping the room upside down. So I have a feeling it has more to do with Kentucky having too many punters uh, than anything else. Uh, so we don't care. I don't think so. I mean, you, you already had two punters on the roster and you're adding another one, so I don't know where he would have fit in the equation. Gotcha. Yeah. Texter says, I seriously can't believe the refs gave the Chiefs an extra down and saying they called the play dead. So terrible. I think it was Jacob Tammy on Twitter was like, anytime you'd call a play dead, you'd know the play is dead. So what the hell happened there? I, I saw a lengthy explanation online because it was only like the back judge who was trying to make up for a minor clock error because all, all it was was the game clock ran when it should have only been the play clock. So they took five seconds off that they shouldn't have. Um, and that's why they got the extra down. But it's like nobody else noticed. It just, oh my goodness. And secondly, like if you're gonna call it dead, get your bum in the middle of like the scrum and call it dead. Like yeah, you know, we, right. we wave should, your like, hands. Play like seeing an official waving his hands, like running near linebackers. You know, mm-hmm. and that 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 didn't happen. Again, one specific thing, or you break it down one by one, you can kind of understand, or at least you can make a case for like why it happened, or why the call was made, or potentially why a call wasn't made. But when you piece it all together, it wasn't the officials' finest finest moments there in in that fourth quarter. Really, the the game, if you ask me. But if I was a Bengals fan, I wouldn't be thrilled. But let's also, if if Burrow had gotten that late hit call, you know, every Bengals fan would have been like, "That was the right call." It just it depends what side of the fandom you 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 fall on. I just hate that a season was determined based on a flag, yeah. but. You gotta be. You also gotta be smarter than that in that situation. And I like that the Bengals kind of rallied around him and said all the right things afterwards as he was crying on the bench. But you do have, like, you cannot make that mistake in that spot. So one thing you can't do, like the literal one thing you couldn't do on that play. And he did it. He messed up. Yep. Let's hit our final break. We'll come back. We'll try to finish up this text line. Going to be probably a lot more Kansas UK takes when we return. Based on what you all have to say, you text it in, we read it on the air. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Ed. Say, hey, 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 hey
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I'll tell you one thing that really drives me nuts is people who think that Jethro Tull is just a person in the band. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call on your Monday. Okay. Head on over to ShadyRays.com, 25% off when you use promo code BIGX. Polarized sunglasses, they're stylish. They have the perfect sunglass just for you. They've got sunglasses for fishing, running, golfing, everything. It's incredible, the different categories they have. A really impressive website, detailed, organized, and you can buy with confidence with the replacement guarantee. You lose them, you break them, you just want your another pair of the sunglasses you bought, small processing fee, boom, sent right back to you, new order. Or you get yours and you say, you know what, I thought they were going to look a little different. 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked there. They have got a lot of great things going on at Shady Rays. And each and every time you buy, you're helping feed hungry folks in America. Food insecurity is a real problem, and Shady Rays is doing their part to try to help. So ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX25 percent off all right uh, any other quick hitters before we just wrap up with the text line yeah um trying to think uh any a uh, oh, Louisville may my god who oh. i mean yeah it's a little concerning when our core four goes in there and looks like one of their better bigs wait he played campus. oh yeah he played and like i don't know finished with like eight points and a couple rebounds or something like that so that's why ll has only had eight a core four is taken away from him well one's a big and one's still a guard it could just be that ll isn't that great of a basketball player but uh yeah they they, they got pummeled by notre dame also the worst teams in the acc also eastern michigan with the dub this weekend shout wow. out eagles shout out eagles baby up to five i do it they beat Miami, Ohio on Saturday. So I think five wins. I think I'm there, boys. You're there. Yeah. You're, think yeah. I'm there. If they, if they get enough, I mean, if they get to six. Because Notre Dame had to be one ugly. of the teams they could beat, and they just got smoked by them. Yeah. That's that's not good. Not good for Trevor. 500 bucks for our bo- boy Scoots. That's good. Unless what? the cards get hot, which I can't imagine that happening. So Trevor goes to AEW last week, gets the best seat in the house. He's going to go to the Super Bowl. He's been on record saying if the Eagles got to the Super Bowl, he's going to go. And he owes me $500. Did Trevor come across an inheritance of some sort? I don't know what the Rutherford show's pulling in, but must have. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, he said that he's going to be driving to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not helping fund his trip this go around. He got the one. I uh, didn't, didn't think that the Eagles would be back in the Super Bowl so soon. That Trevor, you're on your own from a funding standpoint. Also, if I'm Trevor, man, I guess in his mind, they're 1-0 they're when he attends. But I also would be like, you had the perfect Super Bowl experience. I don't know if I would risk going back. You know what I mean? Well, like if – you know, if he had like a free ticket or something, then yeah, it'd be a no-brainer. But no, I, I get what you're saying. To to make that big of a trip to do the whole song and dance again when you already did it and you literally couldn't have had a better outcome, I, I agree. But it could also just be that hey, this is what he wants to spend his money and time on. Yeah, there's there's worse things. Hey, you know what? That's where all the back taxes are going to. You know, <laughs> you get a lot of extra money when you don't pay taxes. That's true. That's a great point. 
Uh, let's keep on with the Thornton sex line. Congrats to Trevor and his Eagles. I know he's over the moon happy. And I don't uh, – Philly fans, did you see the videos of them taunting uh, the other Bosa before the game? Oh, it was great. And, of course, the other Bosa is like – He's 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 the most boasted he got, bro. He got riled. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. got him. They got they him. They really did. Not a good look for him. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's continue on with the text line. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter says, "What are your old thoughts on the lineups that were shuffled throughout the game? I had no no major issue with them." Yeah, we I alluded to it in the first hour. I th- I think just Livingston playing well. Who they were going up against, like the the size of them, I think it kind of messed with Cal, and so we got some we got some weird looking ones there for a little while. I would have liked to see Livingston potentially get more minutes in the second half. I, I would have much more of the people on the floor just played better, regardless of of who it was. Uh, but the first half stuff wildly overblown, in my opinion. A texture says, moving forward, Oscar really needs to learn how to defend pick and rolls. Otherwise, teams will keep exposing us in that way. Kansas killed us in that tonight. Kansas is a little different. Not that other teams won't. And they've already. I mean, pick and roll has been an issue multiple games, multiple yeah. times this season. And I agree, Texture probably will continue to be an issue from time to time. But Kansas is a little different because they are playing pretty small ball lineup. So it's, it's almost a special. a lot of five-out stuff. Oh, yeah, and they and they spread the floor with five guys that can shoot, which I know a lot of Kentucky fans wish that were the case with the Cats. You know, Oscar's just not somebody that's going to be able to rain down threes, and Jacob Toppin usually doesn't want to take them for whatever reason. So it's kind of a different lineup with that style of play. But Kansas is tough. They're tough, they're tough to guard, and we thought that maybe UK would be able to pummel them inside, but wasn't the case, unfortunately. The uh, – the, the, the... I was more disappointed in some of the – I don't even know if it was, like, necessarily pick-and-roll defense. But, like, one time they just left Wilson. They just, like, turned and ran away from him while he was dribbling the ball and he knocked down a three. Uh, st- stuff like that where I just would rather you be overly aggressive towards the ball. And you know what? If the help doesn't come over because they're too focused on the three-point shooter and you give up an easy two, like, okay, whatever. But it felt, it felt like there was a lot of uh, – a lot of times where Kentucky just didn't prioritize covering the guy with the ball. It's like, come on, come on. Texture says, Scoots is going to need an explanation why Assembly Hall is just falling apart on players. Yeah, not a good look for IU. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, I was actually driving home from my game, and it was halftime. They were getting ready to start the second half, and then Don Fisher comes on, and he's like, oh, we've got a five-minute delay for a piece of – equipment falling from the scoreboard i was like wait what pretty crazy that's that actually happened like two or three years ago as well so yikes yeah i think it was longer than that i think it was like five or seven years ago where no a part just fell in the stands you no, remember that you think that, that was one you're talking about yeah you think that was five to seven years ago that's crazy if that's the case it was during the renovations um which, you know, you'd probably know better than me when those renovations was, but I yep. do think it's lo- it's been longer than yeah, that. Yeah, you're, pre- you're probably Hall right. Just, maybe Assembly Hall just has uh, stops letting debris fall on people. How about that? <laughs> Good idea. Good idea, Assembly Hall. Yeah, because I remember it was like, well, this is why they need the renovations so bad. Is it, it, But now, like, what's your excuse for stuff falling? The renovations have been completed. I've got nothing. It's really scary, but, like, you know, glad that nobody was hurt. 
I hate to keep harping on the same thing, but not having a zone in your repertoire is nothing less than coaching malpractice. It just is. When a game after game, you can't guard pick and roll, we can't. Kansas scored 20 points on pick and roll 20. When you're getting killed by straight line drives over and over in most games, when your big men are in foul trouble like Oscar and Toppin were, you can't afford to take them out of a close game. These are the times you need to play a zone, three to five minutes at time, time to stop their momentum. Example, UCLA uh, at the we played them I'm just reading this as it is. There's some grammatical errors. Still might be where the top, the worst three-point team in NCAA. How did they beat us? By scoring all their points inside. That would dictate playing at least some zone. Another, remember all the layups line Auburn had going into the regional final. Another, how about UConn's Kimball Walker scoring 1,000 points inside the foul line? And how can we forget Wisconsin debacle? I'm sick of the guys' inability to make minor adjustments and poor lineup combinations in big games. Don't look now, but we're no longer the gold standard. I mean, if you played a zone against Kansas, they would have just busted three after three against. Yeah, you. yeah, that. <laughs> I'm I'm all for. Um, I, I love doing like a, yeah. I love doing a zone for like two possessions just to like mm-hmm. force them to slow down and think about. Oh, yep. well, we can't do what we're normally doing. It's a nice little change up, but no, I mean it. No, I. I Texter, I, I kind of agree with your sentiment that like I and we talk about this on Kentucky Roll Call frequently, where it's like do different things, try different things, and I agree. And and Rash, I totally agree. It, you, sometimes it can make them burn a timeout. Some you're at minimum, you're making them kind of have to think things over. But to to think it would work long term against Kansas, and the Texter didn't say that he said long term, so I'm putting I'm I'm taking some liberties with this. It, Kansas would have exposed his own in in ways that would have even been worse than what they were doing to Kentucky in the pick and roll. But that being said, yes, I agree that every so often you just need to throw out a different defense just to change things up, make the opposing team, because teams can get really comfortable. And Kansas looked awfully comfortable for as wild as an atmosphere as that was. So I agree that they need to to mix things up. Cal's stubborn in that way, and I don't, I'm not crazy about that. I care more about a text like this than I do the lineup text. Uh, more just like let's not do the same thing over and over again let's try to mix it up a little bit and Cal every so often will play his own and then like literally once the team scores against it he'll panic and freak out and get out of it which like you know maybe trust it for a few possessions try it a little bit longer but I agree you know I I agree with this texture in terms of wanting to do it I, I don't think that's why UK lost to UConn in 2011 or 2014 uh, they had already beaten Auburn playing man-to-man 13 times that season by big margins. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I, I disagree, but I do agree with the sentiment, like switch things up, try something different every once in a while. You don't have to be married to it. It's not like, it's not like if you play zone for four minutes that you're going to all of a sudden turn into Jim Beheim and start picking your nose on the sidelines. Alex from Colga here. After a good sleep, I really do have the sense that we're going to win it all and bring home number nine this year. I'm probably completely wrong, but as you all have said, there's no clear top team this year. Pair that information with the pieces, which have shown us that they can compete with the best of them. Why not us? If you do, like again, not a moral victory show, but if you do want to take some satisfaction is that like Kentucky hung tough with them and Kansas hit the shots late and Kentucky was ice cold. So... Kentucky can play with anybody. The issue is just get in the freaking tournament. I don't want to have to sweat it out. Just take care of business and no more home losses. No, you cannot yeah. lose any more home games. Nope, nope, you cannot. Um, I do appreciate that optimism, though. 
Yeah, I don't bit. think they're going to win at all. But I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if this team could make a run in March. You just got to get the right matchups. Also, wouldn't be shocked if they lost their first game. Wouldn't be shocked if they missed the tournament. At this point, everything just seems on the table, which in that way is a little exciting. Although what's more exciting is just being like the number one team in the country and having one loss on the season. That yeah. being said, that's not the case. But this team is really weird. I'm not sure Cal's ever had a team like this one. It does feel like there's only... I mean, outside Alabama just getting boat raced with. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That was that was something. In the, the the wide openness, it it does feel more wide open than normal this year. Um, outside of Zach Eady and Purdue, Purdue's really good. They're just consistent, and they do not make a lot of mistakes, and they're not going to beat themselves. They, they they're going to lose a couple more regular season games. They'll end up being a one seed. They'll get the Louisville regional. Uh, but the thing is, like, they're not overly talented. So on any given night in the tournament, if a team with more talent has just clicked, Purdue could lose in the second round if they get a bad matchup. They're yeah. not going to lose in the first round, obviously. But they're they're really good. They they don't let they don't, they will not beat themselves. But they also lack some like serious star power. So as they may have like a national player of the year candidate in Zach Eady, but he's more of just fundamental and seven foot nine, which helps. Purdue loses on Saturday. You heard it here first. Wow. IU. IU. In Assembly Is Hall. At IU? Yep. Yeah, I bet Purdue does lose that. I agree with you. They'll lose at IU, and then they'll beat the snot of you all when you return to Lafayette. Maybe so. West Lafayette. No, <laughs> maybe, no maybe about it. Uh, Texter says, Auburn's extremely fraudulent. Fraudulent. That game erupt will not be a quad one. They lost a tough one at West Virginia. It's not a big deal. I don't think they're that great, and I think Kentucky should yeah. beat them. Absolutely. But, you know, they, they lost to kind of a desperate West Virginia team, and they had a chance to win there late and uh, came up just short. Arkansas kind of going back and forth. They're the ones that I expected more from this year. Well, they've got um, Nick Smith and then Brazil. They're, you know, they've got, they're down two starters, so that plays the, the biggest role with them, in my opinion. Is Nick Smith just never – he's not going to play? He's doing the old shade and sharp, except he has like – he's got a knee injury – that's required specialist, but they're not really, I mean, unless there's been an update over the last week, which maybe there has been up and I just haven't seen it, but they are saying that uh, his knee, they're not really sure, but a lot of people think he's just now at this point protecting his stock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pronounced stonks. Oh, pardon me. Whew. It's Monday morning. You know, a texter says is zero threes and zero offensive rebounds in the first half. Good. Yeah. Didn't I mean, Jason just... hit one in the first half, didn't he? No, no, zero made threes and zero offensive rebounds in the entire half. Like they, they just Kentucky didn't play great. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. Oh yeah, I they, guess that case in one came early in the second half. Yeah, Kentucky didn't play great, and uh, Kansas played pretty well. Uh, man, just it, at least it. The the one thing you know going away from this too, it didn't feel like all of a sudden you're you're right back to square run one after these four games this win streak, right? Like you, you lost to a good team. It was, you still had a chance to win late despite playing bad, but they played well. So like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not over here. Like we're not back to the depths of South Carolina, just like that. And I don't think the team is either. I think uh, I at least appreciated, you know, going through the player interviews yesterday. I, I love the kind of ticked off Jacob Toppin afterwards, just like good kind of irritated. Like, gosh, we just, you know, it, I really got the sense that they knew that they, they were better than what the product they put out on the floor Saturday night. Yeah, uh, that that's that's good to see. And again, just you, you beat Ole Miss, everybody exhales, and you just kind of get back to take care of the games you should take care of. 
And I think this, the, fa- the the schedule in February and March, although I do think there's a couple more losses in the season, I think it's pretty favorable too. And and you'll get a chance to really take care of business, get some quad win, quad one wins, and they 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 need to do that. Uh, they were unable to do it Saturday. They need to do it. But win Tuesday, and and people will exhale. This fan base hates losing, and there's just been too much of it this year. It's all some folks want to talk about, but lineups did not lose that game. Could not agree more with that text. Some people, like society, humans have this long history of just needing a boogeyman, which is a movie coming out in the summer. But you just need a boogeyman. It can't just be like as simple as, hey, you got beat. The other team hit more shots than you did. That's the the long and short of it. It's not the lineup's fault. When UK was down one at the under or at the under twelve with under twelve minutes to play, that wasn't they weren't they they didn't lose the game from that point because of the first half lineups. Uh, then Jalen Wilson made a three. Casey Wallace threw a turnover. Grady Dick came down, made a three, as Roush talked about earlier. Boom! Just like that, you're down six. But don't, fear not, Kentucky got it to two with under seven minutes to go, and it wasn't they didn't get it to two because of the first half lineups. Uh, they didn't lose the game from that point because of the lineups there in the first half. They gave up a dunk to, to K.J. Adams, but fear not. Kentucky came right back down and with under six minutes made it a two-point game again. That wasn't because of the lineups in the first half. Game went on. Kansas got back up by four. Don't worry about it. With under five minutes to go, Kentucky got it back to a two-point game. It wasn't because of the lineups in the first half that it was a two-point game at that point. And then they gave up a three. When you know it, they gave up another three before they were down six, uh, just in a blink of an eye. That wasn't because of the first half lineups. Kentucky had their chances to win this game in the second half, had multiple chances, and they made mistakes or they wouldn't make their shots. Kansas didn't make as many mistakes, did make their shots. That's basketball, folks. It's sometimes as simple as that, as much as it doesn't make for good radio, instead of just whining and crying about everything in the world. Zero threes from Frederick and Reeves, zero second chance points, inability to guard the pick and roll, Kentucky or Kansas hitting everything down the stretch. But what about the lineup we named Mock Cow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that 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 texture gets basketball, in my opinion. Like Frederick Reeves, hit your shots, please. Like, do you know you are shooters? Mean, they got them some open looks oh, too yeah man. i mean some of those just couldn't have been more open and you were just like begging, ready to explode too, begging for them to fall. go in yeah and not only is is frederick well below his average against these power conference teams i mean reeves is only shooting 34 percent um from three in these games as well um, i did like know, the reeves tried to find some other ways to get going and he was able what to get to the line at least once or twice frederick it was, a little, it was a little tougher for him. Yeah, yeah. Reeves showed an ability to like adapt and try some different things. And still, at the end of the day, if he's not hitting threes, he it's a big it's a big issue. But at least he tried to kind of get creative in some other ways. Where Frederick had just so much is dependent on either that shot going in, and if it's not, then yikes, you got a you got a big issue. Okay, TJ, I'm going to need you to clip in for the Cats every game until April. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for the best show out there. We appreciate you all. And that's from Shannon O'Bannon. Thanks, Shannon O'Bannon. I hope everything in Nebraska, right? I always get Yeah, it's, it's probably Chiefs country out there. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks fired up. 
hope everything's going well out there. I'll be clipped in on Tuesday, but I've, 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 unfortunately, a late game on Saturday. Is it a late 8:30, game? 8.30, yeah. yeah. I, 8.30 I, against Florida. I currently have some plans, so that's that's concerning for Saturday. But I'll be, I'll be clipped in ready to go Tuesday night. We'll get back to our winning ways. Big picture, I think we'll be fine, but how many of these big games are we just going to pee away? So damn disappointing time after time. That's Evan from Bardstown. It is disappointing, Evan. It, it sucks. It stinks. Especially uh, that big time admin, like it, that was definitely a we're back kind of atmosphere, you know. Oh, it yeah, just, people would have just was... been on cloud. Today's show would have been so much fun. People would have been on cloud nine had they found a way to pull out a win. You had your chances, even with Kansas playing as well as they did and hitting the shots that they did. You still had your freaking chances, which could give some folks confidence about this team moving forward. But in reality, it's just you got to win, you got to find ways to win. So I'm right there with you, Evan from Bargetown. Thanks for texting in. I blame TJ for this loss. He wasn't clipped in for the Cats. Yeah, but I, I gave people enough heads up. And somebody else needed to, to take the good mojo and help me out, and nobody did. So maybe look in the mirror, Texter. Wheeler getting a ton of first-half minutes. It's killing us. I, I just kind of disagree, but things did somewhat change when he was in. Uh, but that wasn't why UK lost the game. Offense yeah. looked great until he got in and stayed in. He's such a liability on the pick and roll and on defense too. I am just defensively, I'm I'm kind of sick of what he has turned into. He was a good defender. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, it really, really spiraled quickly for him defensively. Um, man, Kentucky down to 69th in Kim Palm defensive efficiency. Like that's, yeah, that's just unusual. You know, usually it's the defense you can count on over the offense, and that just hasn't been the case. And Really, I think for like maybe a couple seasons. Although I think last year it was okay, you know, it was pretty good. Kentucky was a two seed. Texture says one fifty left, and CJ finally gets back in for Wheeler. Stick up for him all you want. Cow chose pride to prove the Benny's wrong over this team in the first half, and it hurt our chances tonight. That's just the dumbest text that. Yeah, I mean, it, I really just felt like he was rewarding Livingston. I mean, they played Chris Livingston at the four. Do you really think he was trying to like spite fans, but who have been clamoring for that? Narrative that gets pushed, but you know, so many people want to believe it because this team is struggling. So they'll 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 catch on to anything. And I'll say this though: CJ struggled badly tonight. Livingston needed more minutes. Yeah, I um, I also don't don't know how to because like the thing is too with a lot of this stuff, I I. Don't want to go back and like chart minutes or anything. I don't really know how. Did Chris do well at the four? I I, I can't I can't tell. <laughs> you know, Kentucky didn't play particularly well at that moment, um, so it's 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 hard for me to tell if if that worked or not. And the same people that like if Livingston gets more minutes in the second half and the game goes similar to how it goes and UK loses would be saying, well, when you don't have shooters on the floor, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's. Just the players that are out there need to make basketball plays. They're wearing Kentucky across their chest. They're scholarship players. Uh, they just need to step up when the stage is the biggest and the brightest, and far too often this year that hasn't happened. Buzzer just sounded. My first thought is Frederick and Reeves killed us tonight. Yep, they got to hit shots. Biggest disappointment of the game so far this fine Saturday night is Roush drinking Coors Light. What a disgrace to the human race. At least get you some banquets. Be a man, for Christ's sake. That's – um. Coors Light's been my kind of go-to, and that was the part that I really, uh, I really struggled with. Uh, is I we we ran out. I at least did what I needed to do for the people because I ran out of Coors Lights, and Kentucky started struggling. So at halftime, I went to get the mojo back and got some more, and uh, still didn't work. If you would have started the game chances, with, maybe you just needed to drink more of them. If you would have started the game with Miller Light, they probably would have won. Just a far superior beer. 
Texter says, truly don't understand why Calipari refuses to play his best lineup. Zero minutes in the first half. Oh, and Wheeler gets beaten off the dribble every single time, whether straight up or in a pick and roll. Texter says, free throws are big. Hope they get it together in the second half. Got to have them in big games. Trevor just lost his bet. Salt Lake Brian here. Wish I was back home to feel the vibe in Louisville. KP has to go, right? Notre Dame is not good, LOL. Mm. I'm so conflicted on if they're going to get rid of him or not, but if I were a UofL fan, absolutely. Mm. You're UofL basketball, and you were having one of quite literally the worst seasons in the history of Power 5 basketball. And And you're UofL. Like, this would be unacceptable at Northwestern. Any sort of uh, comp to where you you can look around to where other – other schools fired their coaches and lost a bunch of players, and they're not nearly as bad off as you are right now. I mean, it's whew, it's bad. Texter says, John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, the entertainment performance this weekend made it time to go very fast. WWE, Royal Rumble, and NFL Entertainment were off the charts. The last four matchups for the Chiefs Bengals have all been settled by just three points, and the late game winning first down run by Mr. Mahomes was awesome. Keep this in mind. He has a high ankle sprain that usually people cannot operate on for at least four weeks, let alone use 100% speed. Anyways, I'm happy the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl and will make the best possible storylines. You have Coach Reed against his old team, the Kelsey brothers, and arguably the second best quarterback, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL matching up. Well, Perot is the best quarterback in the NFL. Wow, this will be fantastic. I'm not worried about our Cats. They did play, but Kansas always had the answers. But the Cats will win at least eight of their next ten, so we should be good for the big dance. We'll got to go talk to you later. Hope you're right about that, John. And congrats to your Chiefs. Uh, should There are plenty of storylines for the NFL. Maybe a few too many, if you ask me. <laughs> All right, we'll end the show there. We'll finish up this other text. Uh, we've got several more, but we'll get to it tomorrow. We'll preview the Cats and the Ole Miss Rebels. And late one. So get your day started yep. off right with some KRC. Buckle up, buckaroos. Yeah, no kidding. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Tuesday.